0: Amen! Good morning, people of God! It's about time we get a little bit of rain. Amen? Yeah, that's good stuff! So glad you are with us this morning. For those of you in person, for those of you online... So wonderful we can worship our Lord together. Amen? Amen. Uh, A couple quick announcements before we jump into worship. Hopefully all of you, as you walked in, received a communion cup. For those of you at home, invite you to grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession this morning. Uh, A few announcements. First off, a reminder that after our second service today, so around 1145, 12 o'clock, we'll be having an ice cream social. Uh, There is, I just need to let you know probably the biggest buckets of ice cream I've ever seen in my life. okay. <laughs> and uh, the beautiful people that we asked to help like, oversee this got every ingredient you could possibly imagine that goes on or around ice cream. I mean, there's even gummy bears back there. I mean, we're talking good stuff. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss that. So come on back uh, or come on out. Join us. All the money we're going to just collect a free will offering, Uh, all that's going to go towards uh, an organization, I guess, called Kiva, K I V A. And uh, what's neat about Kiva is it's kind of like a crowdfunding uh, resource where anyone and everyone can add even a little bit into a big pot that allows people to access uh, uh, very affordable loans. So especially like in third world countries where they don't have money to start a business, okay, to break the cycle of poverty, they can access it through this group called Kiva. And what happens is they get their loan, they start their business, hopefully become self-sustainable, and then they pay that loan back and you get your money back. So you're not out any money. And the cool thing is once it comes back, you can throw it right back into the next Situation or to the next person, it could be someone in a completely different country, and uh, it just continues to do wonderful work. Uh, so what a great ministry opportunity for us again, that money just continues to just be a blessing for those who uh, really are in need of blessings. so all of our proceeds, and if you want to be a part of that here at the nine thirty service, you know you can 't come back for the ice cream social, you can also put it in the offering bucket and just put Kiva on the uh, envelope, and we'll make sure that it goes to the right place. So that's exciting stuff, and we'll continue that throughout the months and hopefully years to come. So this won't be the last time that we will be collecting monies for Kiva. Uh, Other announcement that I want to share, we are wanting to kind of return back to collecting offering, like passing the plates, and having communion, where we walk up front again, right? Amen. I see a lot of heads nodding. Yes. Yes. Uh, But here's the deal. We can't do that unless we have your help. Uh, We need to have uh, some consistent communion uh, distributors and ushers to help and greeters and whatnot. So as you walked in this morning, you or someone from your family received a yellow slip, okay? First off, uh, just a general reminder here, that's the way we track attendance. So even if you've been here for 20 years and you come every Sunday, we still invite you to fill out that yellow slip to let us know you were with us. Uh, but then also on the back side of that, uh, there's a little prayer area underneath that. If you want to just say, I, w- I would be an usher or I would serve communion, that would be helpful to us as well. Uh, and again, once we have, you know, a group of, you know, where maybe you do it once every two or three months, then we're going to start doing this every Sunday. So if, uh, if you'd like to see that happen, we invite you to help make that happen. Amen? Amen. With that said, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able, greet the neighbors you have around you. Yeah. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for always being with us, especially during the more challenging times in our lives. Knowing you are helping lead us, guide us, and comfort us is such a huge relief. Send your spirit to remind us just how much you love us each and every day, and allow us to know and feel the peace in our minds and hearts that only you can give In Jesus' name we pray, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So when our youth group met a few weeks back, I asked them, What's a message that you need to hear, or one that you feel all of our people could really use to hear? And after a minute or two of silence, because let's be honest, we all do that when we're nervous about sticking our necks out or you know, afraid that we're gonna say something wrong or or silly or dumb, right? Especially teenagers. After about a minute or two of that silence, we started to kind of break that silence with a really good conversation. And they all had wonderful answers topics and issues that they feel are really important in their lives and in the lives of those people they know. Issues like being a safe and inclusive church where all people are truly welcome. That was important to them. One of them found some verses on love and how important it was to not only know that we're loved, but to also tell others that they are loved. Again, amazing topic. But there was one topic that was shared that everyone in the room kind of just went, yeah, that one. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. Today, our topic is anxiety. (laughs) And how much we worry and what to do with it all. Amen? This also happened to be right about when finals were hitting, I think. So the kids were like, ah. So, our Bible reading that the kids chose for today is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, but I just had to add verse 8 as well, because it's such a good one. So I invite you to follow along on the screen, where Paul, the author of Philippians, says this, Do not worry or be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Like I said, I had to add that last verse. Because it's just so good. So, uh, for those of you who agree with our teens that this topic of anxiety and worry is worth talking about, say amen. Woo, Amen. It's good to hear that our youth aren't alone in experiencing this. I feel like this is a Bible passage and a message that we desperately need to hear every day, even multiple times a day, because it's just so darn easy to worry these days, isn't it? Between all that's going on in our own personal lives and in the lives of all those around us and across the globe, there is no shortage of things to worry about. And I know how cliche it is to stand up here and read a Bible verse that literally blatantly says, don't worry about anything. Yeah, thanks, Paul. (laughs) Oh, just don't worry about it. Yeah, just stop worrying. You know, don't worry. Be happy. Yeah, that, that's just, it's like a light switch. Just, I'm just not going to worry now. Right? As if we could just do that. Way easier said than done. Amen? Because the reality is, when we are living in, uh, in emo- a very emotional time, right, we are uh, stuck in our emotional mind. When that happens, it's hard to think. It's hard to make sense of things. We act on instinct and our feelings rather than on reason and on thinking. We get lost in those fears. And with all of the the possible things that could go wrong, I know a lot of worriers in my life, and they think of every possible thing that could go wrong. honestly why I believe our society is having such a tough time listening to things like science and facts these days, because we're just too emotional to hear them. All we can hear is what we're feeling. And the primary feeling in this country through our media, through our politics, through our advertising, is to be afraid and to worry. So first off, let's do this. Close your eyes for a moment. And take some deep breaths. Take a breath so deep it almost hurts to get in that far. Breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. And just let everything go. Whatever happened earlier this week or or yesterday or even earlier this morning already happened, so let it go. What will happen later today or tonight will happen when it happens. Let it go. And whatever you have on your heart about tomorrow or later this week, let that go too. Right here, right now is where you need to be. And that's enough. All right. Feeling a little better? Right? It just does that, doesn't it? It just calms our bodies down. So now that we've released some of that tension, some of that emotion, let's talk about some of the wisdom that our Bible shares with us today about anxiety and worry. And just in case Philippians 4 wasn't enough for you to consider, Jesus himself also talks about worry in Matthew chapter 6 by basically saying, and I'll just summarize it, he says, stop worrying about your life. About your body, about what you're going to eat or drink, about what you're going to wear. Doesn't God provide? And then he also adds this beautiful little sentence where he says, Can any of you add a single moment to your life by worrying? Isn't that just brilliant, right? I mean, did you hear that? Worry can't add a single minute to your life. Not a single dollar to your bank account. Can't improve your grades. Can't impress your boss. Worry can't help your kids behave better. Believe me, I tried. (laughs) Worry can't help my preaching. Talk about irony as I'm writing my sermon yesterday about not worrying while I'm stressing over what I should be saying. Talk about a conundrum on that one. Worry can't strengthen your marriage or your relationships. Worry can't help any of us. It doesn't add a single positive thing. However, it can and does have negative consequences, doesn't it? Worry and anxiety can actually damage your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health. It can damage your relationships. It can rob you of your joy. Our worry can affect ourselves. It can affect others. Our worry can affect our relationship with God. In fact, worrying only has negative effects. And maybe you're thinking right now, Pastor Dave, if I don't worry, I'm not going to get the important things done. Well, let me tell you. There is a place for concern, but concern and worry are not the same thing. Concern acknowledges that something needs some, some careful thought and planning. Worry gives over to fear. Concern leads to healthy attention. Worry leads to unhealthy anxiety. Concern moves you to action. Worry immobilizes you. you ever been so worried that you literally can't? Function. Planning for tomorrow is time well spent. Worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. Do you hear the difference? Jesus wraps up uh, his little examples in Matthew with this little uh, sentence. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day is enough for its own. In other words, he's basically saying, don't worry about tomorrow. It doesn't help you. Nothing good comes from worrying about tomorrow. Only bad stuff. So refuse to let that fear and anxiety get a foothold in your life. Instead, Jesus gives us something else to grab on to. Trust. Trust that God provides everything we truly need. Jesus also shares a few examples of why we can trust God and that God is good, that God will see us through. He points to creation. Just look around, Jesus says. Look at the birds of the air and the trees. And all of creation, doesn't God provide everything that everything needs? How much more will he watch over you? Because here's the deal. You may not realize this, and just in case you weren't listening last time I mentioned it, you, yes you, are God's most prized possession, creation. Let that sink in just a bit. You are what God prizes most of all. And if he takes care of all that stuff, how much more will he take care of you? And God not only provides, but God knows what you need. God knows what you need so much better than you even know what you need. You see, when you start to allow worry to enter into our thoughts, we're doubting God, placing our trust in things that don't come from God. Which is why the Bible reading from Philippians is so vital. Because Paul tells us and gives us what we need to combat worry and anxiety. It's how to fight our fears. He says, don't be anxious or worry about anything but in everything. Pray. Give it over to God. And in place of those worries, God can give you something that actually can help. Peace. Peace so i love those verses so much don't worry about anything but in everything pray give it over to god and then paul ends with this amazing little promise he says finally beloved whatever is no 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 uh, in other words um, he says and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding did you hear that part okay so give everything over to god through prayer and supplication give it over to god and then in return The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will come to you. And I love the way that Paul says that because the the whole phrase of which surpasses all understanding. In other words, Paul is saying, yeah, I don't get it either. (laughs) Paul is saying, "You, you give over all of your worries and anxieties, God. You'll get some peace that you may not ever understand. I don't get it. But that's just how it happens. It's this little miracle. Somehow you give your worries over and you get peace back in return. It's pretty awesome. And as if we need any more advice, on top of all these amazing promises already, Paul finishes with this, finally beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. So again, in other words, focus on the good stuff. Paul just could have said that. You got worries, give it over to God. God will give you peace so you can focus on the good stuff. Period. Give you troubles your anxieties, your worries, your fears, to God, trust that God is good, cares about you, so you can get busy living. To remember that you are loved, regardless of what you have done or ever will do in your lives, you are loved. That you are forgiven of every time you have ever and will ever mess up. That you are acceptable to God exactly as you are in this moment right now. That you are worthy of God's attention. (laughs) And what helps us to remember and focus on all of these really awesome things is prayer. So, whether it's a few second long conversation or a big long dissertation, Paul says, pray about it. You want to stay connected to God? Talk to him. You want to remember how you are blessed and given all these amazing promises? Get on your knees. You want to feel more connected and more worthy of anything in your life? Fold your hands. I think in this day and age, we've got more people feeling disconnected than ever before, and I feel like we have all forgotten. It starts with prayer. Prayer is that little uh, uh, plug in, if you will, to the power source. You feel disconnected? Plug back in. Even if you don't know what words to use, it doesn't matter. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will give you the exact words that you need. How amazing is that! And even better, as you talk to God, take time to listen, right? We forget that part of prayer too. It's wonderful to tell God all the things that we've got going on that God needs to start paying attention to, but are we listening? Are we willing to hear the promises that God's got you, that everything ultimately is going to be okay, even better than okay, and that God has the past, the present, and the future? For, can I get an amen? amen? So let's do this again. Take a really deep breath with me right now. And think about this. Breathe in God's love, breathe out all those fears and worries. Breathe in God's forgiveness. Breathe out all those anxieties, those things that we worry about. Blow it all far, far away. And may you come to trust that God has everything, including you, in the palm of his hand. And because of this, you can get busy focusing on the things that truly do bring you life, on the things that can bring you hope and get you plugged back in. So the next time you find yourself worrying, which, heck, maybe in five minutes, right? Take a deep breath. Give God a shout. Give over that fear or anxiety and may you hear and trust in the voice of Jesus this morning saying, I've got you. I'm here for you. I love you. And in return, may you experience and be filled with that peace that surpasses all understanding. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for this message that you have given us today. Both through Paul and through Jesus and what they remind us that so often in our lives we just, we forget. And we get so trapped into what we are being bombarded with, things that we need to be afraid of, things that we are, uh, are worried about not having enough of, things that we need to just downright fear or be worried about or be anxious about. And today, through the Holy Spirit, may you just grab those things and chuck them out the window of our lives. And in that place, in that vacancy that is there, just fill it with your love and peace today. Allow us to take some deep breaths throughout our lives and just know that you are with us and because of that, it's going to be okay. Regardless of how big of a mountain our anxieties may feel in our lives, May you help us to remember that with you, nothing is too much, <laughs> that you can get us through all the hills and valleys of our lives. And because of that, we give you thanks today. And we ask all this in your holy and precious name, and all of God's people say, Amen. As we now pray together uh, these prayers that were written by our teenagers, or by our youth this week. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, Hear our prayer. Let us pray. Dear God, we pray for the safety of all your people across the world. Make your presence known to all. God of grace, hear our prayer. Lord, grant us the wisdom to take care of the earth. Help us to act now for the well being of all the future generations and all of your creatures. God of grace, Hear our prayer. Jesus, may there be peace on earth and love at the core of every person. May kindness guide our every thought and compassion be our guiding light. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray, O God, for all who are in need. Be with all who are hurting, either on the inside or on the outside. Be with those who are uh, losing or have lost loved ones. Lay, lay your healing hands upon all who are suffering, especially for the people we name now, either silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O oh God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. We now take a moment to uh, reflect on our week and confess all those times when we failed to live as God calls and invites us to live. So I invite you to use the words on the screen along with me. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls, we neglect the needs of our neighbors. And ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew with us your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion cups or if you're at home to grab your bread and wine or grape juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. We begin with the bread. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper he took the cup he gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin do this for the remembrance of me the blood of Christ shed for you amen People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, uh, just continue to thank you for all the ways you continue to bless our family of faith here, especially through your offering. For those of you here in person, we've got the buckets on your way out. For those of you at home, we have a QR code at the end of the service that will take you to our website. Just know... Every little bit adds up to making a difference in how we can help, support, and love other people in our area. May you now receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. Amen. With that, people of God, don't worry. God's got you, right? And with that, may you go in peace and share that good news. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my goodness, okay. Um, so our ice cream folks are so with it this morning and so excited to start serving. For those of you here especially, uh, y'all can go back. Instead of having to come back at noon, you can have ice cream now. How awesome is that? Oh, wait a minute. My mom would certainly not approve. Oh, I know. That. I'm going to say that, right? I'm cringing on the inside, Yeah. Ice cream. You always have to have lunch before ice cream, but today we're celebrating dessert first. So with that, go in peace, share the good news. Thanks be to God.